welcome to Baladance Live podcast with weekly portion of stories, tips and dance inspiration. My name is Jana Komarnitska, I'm your host and I invite you to explore all nuances of Baladance Live together with me and our amazing guests. Let's start! Hello guys, uh, how are you? It feels so good to press the button, record and start uh, talking to you. I really also appreciate you tuning in into podcast. Either you are a regular listener or brand new, welcome to the Baladance Life podcast. And as I said, it feels so good to finally work and release on a new episode. Um, these days happening so much. I'm kind of feel that I'm disappearing from the social social media or content creation process but this happens only because I basically moved to a different continent and now in the process of moving to also a different department but the whole idea is to be able to dive more into the cool content creation and set up things so that on the long term I can fully focus on delivering really cool uh, things to you and there are so many ideas and projects also related to the podcast uh, but I need to keep silent for now i can't blurb anything yet it's a surprise but i'm pretty sure you will like it and it will be a cool extension of the uh, podcast in a full sense uh, and uh, um, no I'm not talking about another challenge although this is coming too I promise that till the end of this calendar yeah we'll have at least one and yes it's happening too but there's so much more happening on so just bear with me for this uh, few weeks uh, on and off but soon we'll be back on the regular schedule I already have a couple that actually recorded interviews that I will release very soon and I have a bunch of already scheduled new interviews that I'm very excited to talk to artists and then deliver that uh, awesome information uh, to you. So that's coming up soon, uh, but now I promised you in the last uh, previous episode to do a mini episode about my uh, judging experience and also about common mistakes that I saw a lot of dancers do on stage and it's completely different experience than you participate in the competition when you watch competition just a regular audience member or you're supporting some of the contests participants and it's completely different experience that you are actually judging the event and um, <clears throat> this word actually sounds very weird judging the event the competition but that's how we use the terminology so let's stick to it <laughs> um so a few weeks ago I had the pleasure to attend Dance Weekend in Poland organized by Ali and Vladimir Kluchinkov, who also by the way were on the podcast too and they get some interesting insights into the festival organization process. So for all new organizers or even experienced organizers who are interested in um, improving and making better their own event i highly recommend to go back to that episode and listen to it because what they said i actually saw live uh, uh in in person and seeing that reaction even like those small things like cookies and water uh close to the workshop area just for free for the participants i literally saw one girl who was passing by and she's like oh my god i can make a tea here <laughs> so those little things they seem so little but in the uh, reality of the event and the flow of one thing right after another 
they actually do matter and make difference and uh, again this is just something so small but i remember how excited she was that oh my god someone thought about putting those cookies and that kettle and and uh, tea uh, for participants just to enjoy uh, during the break and recharge so that's my tip for you go back and listen to it but uh they also invited me to join the uh, judges panel at the competition and it was on one hand very exciting and also on the other hand very um, nervous i would say because i had judging experience uh, before a lot but for the last one or almost two years i kind of got out of festival life and the competition life specifically i would say so it was very uh interesting but exciting to to take this challenge on and their competition actually very good organized in what sense what i mean it was not too long it was not till two or three a.m we all heard these stories about crazy festival competitions that finishes at 4 a.m no in their case it was the whole day just dedicated to the competition so we started around nine uh my sort of judging shift let's say started around 11 so it was a little bit longer uh, later but we finished around 9 p.m so in total the competition was from 9 a.m till 9 p.m 12 hours which is a big competition but it was also i thought very smart to to just dedicate the full day if you know that you have so many participants i believe it was 172 dance performances participants were less uh, because some people were doing a couple different dances in different categories uh, solo duos uh, groups uh, but in total the number of performances it was around one 172 uh, so it still was a long one but it happens during the day so people are full of energy it's not after all the workshops like those kind of competitions they work nice if it's just like i don't know two three hour competition not many participants then it can work very nicely as a evening event or some activity of the festival but whenever it's a long competition longer than three or four hours it kind of at the end of the day feels very energy demanding and i'm sure a lot of you experience it too so in this case it was during daytime but it was long so a couple of really interesting things that i caught myself not thinking about first of all about role of judge what is the task because whenever we are looking at this judging panel like usually competition participants they're super afraid and it, it that table of judges they it feels so like uh, oh my god uh, they will judge me in fact whenever you're sitting at the table it's a completely different kind of thoughts like to me i was feeling like almost sometimes more nervous than contest participants and i wanted to support everyone and also this system of scores it it works it has a lot of benefits but also we are talking about dance so for instance uh, uh if there is maya like right movement maya you're either doing it or not it's not like if someone did only half 
uh, Maya, I will put on the half score, right? It's like you, either you are knowing how to do this movement or not. But at the same time, we can also transform any movement into something very spectacular. So basically what was happening, what I caught myself, that I was always starting new category, especially in the beginning of the competition, I was starting putting really like high scores to first participants because to me it seemed, okay, like the basic technique, like... Oh, even intermediate technique, also this is very relative, what, who will call what is basic or what is intermediate technique. So I was like, okay, I enjoy your performance, you dance uh, like nice, so I was putting like 7, 8 uh, uh, out of 10, which is relatively high, especially when whenever you go down with the competition, there are other participants that really make you like wow effect and then you realize oh my god i already put so high scores <laughs> the previous participants but i need to be honest and objective and i need to put uh, like higher score because this dance is really uh, bigger like level and more advanced and and like she's doing the same maya but she's doing it in a way that oh my god like it's so mesmerizing or maya is just one example but i think you 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 get the idea so as the day progressed, I realized that I was starting each category with like lower and lower and lower marks just to give myself a sort of like a space to, to navigate whenever there are other participants who may really surprise me. And you never know, it can be the person who is the very end. But this, can, this brings me to a very particular idea because we can come up with as many systems as we want, like of how to evaluate, on what score to put, but every judge will have their own sort of scale of how to evaluate, what is like 10 or what is 6 or what is 8 for them as a score, for whichever category we are talking about, movement, technique, choreography, presentation, doesn't matter. But still, even if a person, a judge, has a very particular think how they think they evaluate those movements the dance movements they are not something that really can be measured or related like how can you measure the quality of shimmy it's either looks powerful on that person and nice compared throughout the choreography or you comparing someone comes to the next one and does even more powerful and then you you feel the contrast so this brings me to the idea that all competitions, it's not really about dancers and not really about their technique. It's about specific performance. It's about quality of that specific three-minute performance or four-minute performance, whatever you have on stage. And it's still compared to not other dancers, but their presentation of their performance on that specific day, on that specific evening. So whenever you think that performance is so important, we, we love to make competitions, competition results so dramatic, as if they will change our career or they identify are we good dancers or we are not good dancers or are we better than other dancers or worse than other dancers we love those comparisons and making 
competition results be so important and dramatic. But in fact, what it is, it's not really about you comparing your technique or your dancing to other dancers. It's about specifically how you performed that presentation in comparison how other dancers performed their presentation. And we are all humans. We all have good days and we all have bad days. And remember myself being a competition participant and I had uh, some really nice results when I was a uh, winner of competitions and it was all like great and uplifting feeling and I had some really terrible failures that I was like oh my god I didn't even go to semi-final after having those medals and crowns and titles and whatever and I remember the very last competition when I participated myself participant it really threw me for a long time I was even thinking about maybe quitting dancing because I thought oh my god I danced so badly I didn't come to the semi-final so now like I overcame that that situation like later regardless of competition since I walked it through and I realized that no dancing is not just competition uh, results but it was such a huge reminder for myself being in the seat of judge that I'm not really taking responsibility of evaluating this dancer's technique because there are some dancers whom I knew and I knew they are terrific, absolutely great. But I honestly was not really impressed on that specific day because of their presentation. So I was like, okay, today you're not... I know you can give more, but today I... I don't feel to give you the highest scores because there are other dancers who really impressed me more. So this is a great reminder was for myself and I hope I deliver this idea to remind also about you. Competitions are great as a motivation to push us further, to develop further, to learn more, to improve, but don't let it be demotivation if you didn't get that first place or even second or third or whatever your goal is. Things happen, use it for feedback, use, see what went wrong, what didn't let you perform 100% of what you could, ask what could have been better, learn from it, and next time avoid those things that didn't allow you to get results what you wanted, but use them for the purpose of making yourself better. Don't go into this craziness of, oh my god, how, how it could it happen that I didn't get first place? Because this doesn't serve you best. And again, it doesn't, competition results do not identify your dance level in general. They're only talking about specific performance of specific choreography in a specific costume, makeup, hair, and in a specific mood on a specific night compared to other dancers in that specific venue with their choreographies, with their presentations, with their moods, and that's all. Now, also as a judge, I was uh, looking at some other nuances, like for instance, complexity of technique, because there are some dances where we're doing like very clean, very nice, a very nice presentation and like mood. But again, there are many dances who for me were almost on the same level in terms like how 
natural and organic they look on the stage but then the question of complexity comes into light <laughs> and then you start looking okay it looks nice you you dance very nicely and clean but is it your choice of movements or combinations is it more difficult or less difficult because sometimes we look at the performance two performers and they will give us the same impression of like oh that's nice clean you you look very nice organic on stage but one dancer will really try to push and do some difficult elements and another dancer will stay on this comfort uh, zone of comfort so one tip for you i would never suggest try to put on competition something that you cannot do of course know your level of technique and choose movement smart don't put something that will show uh, your flaws or things that you cannot do use those that actually will show your strength but at the same time don't play only safe take the risks practice push yourself to get better because the level of complexity both of your technique like uh, uh i don't know the the simplest example of technique like are you doing simple maya or you doing maya with a change of the levels or maya with a shimmy like you know like those nuances then it's something really beyond just the basic movement that will also give you some additional scores but of course you need to present them nicely but also keep in mind plain safe can make a nice presentation impression but may not give you extra score so for someone who actually looking to win competitions that's something definitely to keep in mind also you need to pay attention to new trends uh not only in costumes that's i guess the most obvious <laughs> reaction on my words can be but also new trends in the dancing and style of music for me the main point was mostly how it looks on stage does it look uh nice and natural to that person do i feel that she really feels this uh, uh choreography or improvisation or whatever it was but in general uh what i realized and it was a great lesson for me as a judge uh seeing like afterwards talking to people to, to to other judges that you also need to show that you follow trends you cannot expect if you do choreography that was really nice and worked 10 years ago and put it again on stage that it will be the same impression it doesn't mean that you need to blindly follow whatever now is in fashion uh, of course not you still need to choose what uh, you like first of all that's the main criteria what you like and what you would like to to present but you need to find your own voice within new trends the dancing it's just the same as uh, costumes we all know the costumes that were in trend 15-20 years ago. Yes, they are nice. Uh, if you put them on and perform, uh, let's say, in some venue, even on stage, but like hafla or like restaurant, no questions. They are nice. They look great. You look great in them. You can dance and that's it. But whenever you go to competition, it's different requests and different expectations it's not about number of stones or how expensive is material in your dress no it's about does it reflect do you understand the current 
evolution of dance and uh, also if that costume fits your body type. That's two things. But this is about costumes. Exactly the same applies to choreographies and technique. Do you understand all the new like movement changes? The way how uh, people dance, dancers dance during golden era, they are beautiful, inspired, but they were revolutionary for their times. We cannot expect if you start dancing exactly the same today that this is in competition realm will have the same effect as something that we are talking trend about today current trends again i'm not saying to follow blindly but you need to understand that uh, you need to learn and know about current trends and then naturally you will bo borrow something that belongs to you and to your individuality and to your body type but Dancing that was 10, 15, 20 years ago, it's different from what is now. And we need to represent this evolution of dance as well in, the, in our performances in general. But especially I'm talking about if you're really going after competitions and your goal is really to win the first place. If you just want to dance, I think for me personally, whatever you enjoy, whatever feels good for you. But if you are thinking about presenting this dance and helping it uh, evolve, you need to also observe these evolutions. Again, not blindly, filtering what you actually like and don't like, but not ignoring them. Now, to finish off, there are three main mistakes that I saw dancers go from one performance to another and this was actually surprising for me but it's another portion of tips for you whenever you're preparing to any performance but specifically to competition first of all it was integrity of character and what I mean by that I'm not talking here about oh someone was too nervous and didn't smile this is obvious I don't want to talk about obvious things obvious things you will know already for sure or your teacher will tell you but there the integrity of character what I mean in this case is the dancer comes on stage either happy or dramatic or flirtish whichever her mood of dance is, she's beautiful. You see that she owns the stage, she uh, feels this dance, she's totally in the mood. And then suddenly she blinks to someone in the audience and it's totally out of character. It kind of shows cool, oh, she's free enough on stage and she sees uh, and aware of her space and surrounding and who are the people around but then it takes you out of mood immediately even if it's like happy mood and uh, it might seem like it works but then um, it's not even about blinking because you can blink very flirtish and it can be even part of your choreography sure but I'm talking about those moments then sometimes uh, someone can did mistake and then for two seconds is like you see on their face they acknowledge themselves like ah okay not a big deal and then moves fo moves forward <laughs> with her presentation I'm talking about these little distractions. If you decided you have a specific mood and you for sure need to have a specific mood, which can change throughout the song, be in that mood. You can be either some fantasy character or you can be a dancer on stage, but don't switch between 
casual person and a dancer on stage. You still can be you. You don't need to play a role of, I don't know, princess or genie or anything like that. No, you can be you, but you are a dancer on stage. Don't switch between this dancer, whatever message you want to tell us, whatever story through your movement you want to tell us. And not necessarily plot or literal story, but the emotion take us into this emotion and hold us there and don't uh, don't have the situation that you put us in this emotion but then you decided for two seconds get out of this emotion and then come back don't leave us alone into this emotion <laughs> if you got us there and hopefully you got us into whichever emotion you want to deliver be with us throughout your dance regardless who you saw regardless what you thought oh it may be funny to do this or that regardless of what mistakes you did have the integrity of your character because this is really distracting for the audience especially if you're judging you're thinking okay what should i put for character or personality or mood whatever they have it in the category this uh, this um, graph and you see someone gets out of this mood this really will hurt you even if you think that showing your freedom on stage or as if you, as if you are not nervous although usually you do the thing that you are nervous uh, this will not serve you for better scores again today i'm talking in this episode about competition specifically so keep that filter also in mind second mistake was musicality musicality there was a bunch of little things that really surprised me sometimes musicality choosing completely wrong music for this category like why would you put completely like random nothing to do with this uh whatever it is show folklore or like well tabla nobody mistaken with tabla but there was other things that if you're performing if you're putting your application in this category at least to make sure that you're choosing right right dance and music style to perform in that category otherwise choose just another category and that's it second mistake musicality of just showing the main beats and not showing the uh melodic changes or whichever journeys of melody had or some uh, ornamentation so only sticking to the rhythmical part main rhythms of the song that was surprisingly often seen in the in the performances like does the dancer really shows the full variety of music and again i am not a big uh, fan of showing every single doom and tuck and note and you if you follow me on social media and my dancing own you know i'm really always like go with your own interpretation you don't need to be literal but you need at least somewhere in the song switch maybe from one melodic element in the song to another show variety you don't need to show everything at once at the same time but show the richness of the music and that was lacking a lot um, a lot in the performances and the last one that may be the most surprising for you and for me i just realized how obvious it looks on stage a lot of dancers were dancing off center and not just off center like moving in and out but they enter the stage and they sort of stick to the half of stage only. So it really shows me, and I have the same problem and guilty of the same, that you probably, those dancers, practiced in a small studios, not realizing that the entrance or 
um, their choreographic spatial choices are not the best. So first of all, whenever you go for any performances, but again, for competitions here, we are looking at every single little thing here and there. So whenever you go on stage, make sure with your first entrance steps, you actually reach the center, unless you on purpose choreograph that you're starting on the side of stage. But in general, you need to reach center, adjust, change, enter earlier, change your following movements, use your following movements as additional traveling steps, but get on the center of stage so your choreography is not just on one side throughout the whole dance, but actually at least starts for the center. And also pay attention. Probably whenever someone is choreographing, either in the studios or at homes, one side of the room is probably more appealing to go towards. It's not even only about our body preferences, but also about our environment. So whenever you're choreographing, make sure you're not doing all traveling steps only toward one side. Because there were some dancers who were dancing super far from me and I was like, will be there any moment she will come towards my corner? Let's see. And that didn't happen. And that didn't happen surprisingly too often. That's why I'm bringing this attention whenever you are choreographing, either for competition or not, doesn't matter. Make sure that you are adjusting your um, space and your movement choice according to your performance space. So first of all, not dancing off-center, actually showing at least in the beginning this is your center and then second also adapting your travel steps so you cover the whole area you're not only stuck in those two square meters in the middle of the stage but you're actually using the whole space uh, unless it's some i don't know fantasy choreography that you literally need to dance on one spot but Whoa, that's supposed to have been a mini episode, but I already got you a half an hour of tips and impressions. Again, I was only talking about uh, my experience. I hope it was uh, helpful for someone of you to, to listen to it and see a little bit competitions from other points of view, not only just watching and wondering what's going on, but literally to, to know a little bit of what's going on inside the judge's head. Of course, everyone is different and all judges, they probably had uh, uh, other criteria and things that they noticed and wished to um, suggest dancers or wish they were better, but this is my little portion of tips. So hopefully it will be useful for you and I wish you good luck in all your future performances and all your uh, future competition uh, participations. But first of all, the main, I hope the main takeaway that you get it, use competitions for motivation, but don't treat competition results as a definition of your dance potential whatever results you get learn from them regardless you won or not or didn't win anyway learn from those results to get better in the future and until next time just enjoy dancing and i will see you next week with a new interview episode
If you liked uh, this episode, most likely you will also like a special freebie that I put for you. It's a series of tips on how to put together a playlist for your 20 to 30 minute Balladance program, Balladance gig. We talk a lot on the podcast about performing on stage, different festivals, but where there usually we perform like one at most two songs and we are free to choose whatever we want. The struggle comes for many dancers once they finally receive that request for a paid gig or just a request to do a full belly dance program okay how can i put that 20 minute program or 30 minute program what music to include how to make it interesting for audience what if they are not arabic they don't understand this music how can i put it so i can actually survive <laughs> That's why I decided to put together a special list of tips based on my uh, at least several years experience of full-time balladins geeking around um, in Toronto for both Arabic and non-Arabic audience. And you can get these uh, uh, tips for free. You can download them for free at yanadance.com slash podcast slash tips direct link in uh, show notes once again you can get them for free so go ahead uh, get some uh, tips and enjoy dancing and make your shows even more interesting for your audience until next time uh, keep shimming keep dancing and uh, see you soon